This podcast is brought to you by Continuum, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Hello listeners, it's me, your host back again, Trotchy, and I'm delighted to welcome onto the podcast this week, first team captain, James Sharkey. All right, Sharkey? How you doing, mate? You are right? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. First podcast for the skipper. <laughs> I'm intrigued to be here. A what? I'm intrigued to be here. In- intrigued? <laughs> yeah, okay. I've been intrigued with this podcast. Okay, well, it's good to have you finally on. <laughs> um, where should we start? I'll tell you what, let's let's start with, um, tell us about your journey to Wessex, how it come about. Oh, um, it actually came about on Facebook, the good old social media. <laughs> Um, and Trimble being Trimble, you, you usually see it now on the, the whole Facebook group. I can't remember what it is now. It's like a football group chat that you see. Um, find the club. Find yeah, the find the club. Like I'm, I moved up here September what last year, um, and I, I think the first two 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 months I just wanted to settle down. And I, I actually hadn't played for like I'd say nine months because I got I had an ankle injury like November twenty twenty one. And I probably played like two or three games that season and then obviously broke up for the season. Never had any pre-season because I knew that I was moving to Bristol. So, yeah, yeah. I found this football club thing. I remember putting a face at the status, I think it was. Um, I did try and get my old manager at Exmouth to sort of see if he could get me some contacts up here, but he didn't know everyone. So, yeah, I put a, put a message on Facebook. I think Rockley's, the Rockley's manager got, an old, got a hold of me. Um, Tom, I think Tom was straight away was on it within like a minute. I remember Tom Trimble straight there. We discussed it, and and to be honest, I remember just coming to the training session. But for me, I just wanted to make new friends because obviously, like coming to a city, I, I moved here three or four years ago, just because I don't, I have pretty bad mental health. So I moved up here to sort of get better, and then I moved back, and then this time I've moved here because I. I wanted it's, it's, I enjoyed it, but also for my music career. Um, so when I came here, I was like, I need some friends because, you know, obviously like last time I was a bit lonely and I thought, yeah, and obviously football is a great way of meeting new people. So uh, yeah, as soon as I came to the first training session, like Tom was really welcoming. I saw how big the train, like how big and how many players there were, which which is actually really rare to see because usually like if you have a first, second, third team, you normally, it's normally a bit of a divide between those teams you might occasionally get like reserve team players that will join in, in the first team I normally found at Exmouth the summer you would have like the reserve and first team we never actually had a third team I think we had a third team just as I left um, but eventually it split it divide so then as the season goes on the first team would have their own session reserve team if they turned up would have their own session um, so yeah that's that's pretty much my journey to Wessex really and and Obviously, I think when I changed to that training session, you were like, are you available Saturday? <laughs> you yeah, were straight on me. it. <laughs> I remember it. And then I was going to go to Rockley's training and there was another team. I can't remember who it was. There was three that remained and then there was a load of others. But the, all the others were just sort of like Sunday league teams or like I'd obviously ask what division. It would be like really low. And I'd be like, nah, I'm not going down that low. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was mainly it. But uh, the, once I had that first training session, and I think I played with you on the Saturday, I just was like, the boys seemed really sound, and then they were very welcoming. Just got on with a few of them pretty quickly, and and that's it. That's literally it because that was the main goal was just to sort of meet people. So I thought, well, I might as well give it a go. 
I'm not really that bothered anymore about the standards. Just wanted to sort of just settle into Bristol, really. And if I went higher up, I felt like when you play at these teams that are higher up, they're players from all over the place sometimes. So then really the whole point of actually trying to meet new people would be sort of against it, if you know what I mean, because all you're going to do is turn yeah. up. Half these people are probably from miles away and you're not really going to have that sort of friendship with them. With them. It's a bit clicky. Yeah, agree. Yeah, because your first game, we, we joked, you know, I said you're available Saturday. Your first game, we won, was it like 14-2, when, when it's like, yeah, it was, it was like 17-1 or something. It was against... Uh, no, Stoke Gifford, wasn't it? Stoke Gifford, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was 14 2, 14 1. But yeah, so so it was the music that took you back to um to, to your Bristol then this time around? Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, the, like with mu- Bristol was a, the home of the, the drum and bass, which is the music I make. So with where I was living in Exmouth, the, the nearest nightlife of Exeter, it was Exeter, but the, in terms of drum and bass, it's dead. Like, there's nothing there. And then you, the nearest there is Torquay in Plymouth. And uh, like I said, like just Bristol was last time I came here, I, I really enjoyed it. It just wasn't in the right place to sort of, I don't know, I got a bit homesick and I got better mentally. So I was like, well, I want to go home again. So COVID for me was the like, main thing where I produced a lot of music. I was getting signed by labels. So then I thought, well, now I need to sort of network. And a good way of networking is by going to where where everyone is playing so Bristol is where it is and I play at Motion quite a lot so it just made sense yeah. for me really and it's matured me up as a person as well like I've never really lived on my own always lived with like my mum and dad and obviously when I was in Bristol last six months so for me it was that next step for me to like grow as a man if I guess yeah so tell us about a bit about your um your football career before Wessex then it was Exmouth was your last club yeah, so to be honest, I think I've only played for, in terms of men's football, I've pretty much, I was at Exmouth for 10 years, but like sort of in and out, you know what I mean? So obviously I, start, I started at, well, I started for eight, age of eight. Um, I actually started a trial as a goalkeeper. I wanted to be a goalkeeper, <laughs> um, but I got selected. But I, during the trials, they wanted to have a look at everyone. So I got picked. So I thought, oh, I remember my mum coming in and going like, you've been picked for this team called Brixington, which is in, in Exmouth. Um, and I was like, oh, sweet, in goal. And then they were like, no, no, they, they want you as a striker. And I was like, oh, brilliant. So I actually started off as a striker from like the age of eight to like 12. And then I went from Brixington and then, and in school you had three teams in Exeter: you had Brixton, Exeter Town, and Exeter for amateurs. And sometimes you get all these herd of players would leave one team and go to the other, and then like, and I kept being that player that would like join where everyone went, or where I always thought the grass was always greener. Um, so then eventually, I think it was when I was sixteen, I was I think I went from Brixton to Exeter Town, then to Amies, then back to Brixton, then back to Exeter, and I'd done this like circle of like joining these clubs up to like sixteen. Um, and I think that's probably why now I'm more loyal because I realised that actually going to other teams doesn't like I remember when George went to uh, once and I was like the grass isn't always greener and I've learned that from my like playing with youth like you can follow where all the players are going or where this is going but it's not necessarily going to work like nine times out of ten it doesn't um, so there from X of Amateurs I think it was 16, 17 one of the parents was uh, like a, a reserve team manager or he, his son was playing the reserve team for Exmouth. 
So obviously, I, he was, oh, you know, I've got a guy that's come and watched the other 16. He wants you to play. So I went and played for the Exeter Town Reserves at 17. And then by 18, I think I made my first team debut. At that point, they were playing Peninsula South, which is sort of one or two on the Western. And so I was actually a CDM then. So that's what I was at 18 as a CDM. Um, sort of played six, seven games at the end of the season. And then obviously with Exmouth, just new manager came in, had a load, a load of money, bought a load of players. So then automatically I went straight back into the resis because they just never, you never got looking because they were always brought all these players that they trusted. Um, and yeah, I was there for pretty much 10 years. I think the entire left was one season. I went to play for a team called Cronies, uh, which was basically like a team full of players that were all good enough for, like, say, Western League, but they just wanted to have a lap. So they started their own team and they started from like Div 8 and I joined them when they were in like Devon Prem. Um, so they're a bit like Avonmouth, you know, they're just bantering teams week in, week out. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I, like, I enjoyed it, but the only reason why I left was because the chairman at Exmouth, at the time, I I fall out with him because I was a youth team coach for the under 18s and I had like a big falling out with him. Um, and then the club just went in a bit, it went in a bit of debt. Um, and it would, yeah, it was, it was one, one in a good place. Um, and then a new new chairman took over, which was one of the, the parents that I was coaching his son. Um, yeah, and then it went up back uphill. So I was there for 10 years, really, um, other than cronies. And then I think I was there for another uh, year and a half done my ankle and six months later I moved here and then that's when I moved to Wessex yeah so you you say um you know you you wanted to be a goalkeeper as a lad then you ended up as a striker then CDM start I know the start of this season before I come back you were you were playing center back weren't you for the Wessex first team <laughs> what, what, what what would you say what what do you feel is your best position um Nah, it's it's weird. Like now, probably like it's my natural instinct. Like every player has their favorite position because that's where the natural, like best natural instincts are. My yeah. left wing is my best natural instincts because I played there for probably six, seven years. So I was like, like I say, like a striker from like eight to twelve. Then I went to left wing because I was left footed. So when we had no left foot, I was a left wing. Then I went. Then during school, from from like thirteen to sixteen, I was left back. And everyone was like, oh, you're so good at left back. And I hated it, but I did perform there. But um, And then obviously when it was 16, occasionally if there was like another left footer available, I'd be put in CDM. And then that's when I got played in the reserves. And then I was CDM for two years from like 18 to 20. And then I had this this manager who was called Kerry Butler. Um, he used to play for QPR and he does ACL. He, he, was, he knew it all. He was an incredible player. He was like, I want to put you on the wing because you've got pace and you're you, you direct and I was like okay I haven't played there for five six years and then um, he just brought this level of like confidence out of me so this was it started off in the reserve so I was like probably like same level as what we are now in the first team but in the reserves and then the first team were sort of two three leagues above and he just brought this like next level confidence out of me because from his knowledge and he just worked with me like everything went through me like corner taking free kick taking everything went through me and then the confidence just got up and my instincts from playing in that position week in, week out, and everything go for me grew so high that then I got into the first team. Um, and then I got man in the match performance against Plymouth Argyle and I played against some like the pros. I played 
played against a guy called Sonny Bradley. I don't know if you know, he plays at Luton. He he marked me at Plymouth and I'm running ragged. And my confidence at left wing because of my natural instincts was there. So that's why why I think that's my favourite position because when I play there, I know what I I know what you know what I mean? When you've played so long, you know what you exactly what you're gonna do. I know in my head I'm two steps ahead when I play left wing than if I am if you put me at centre half. <laughs> yeah. Um you but know, I'm quite versatile, so yeah, well, we we've had the discussion that for me, you 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 look the most natural on a on a wide left position. It like you say, your natural instinct it, it is visible, and I think that is your best position. But we we've had the, the discussion, haven't we, about your role in the team since I've come back, and I don't know where where you're going to play the most. It it, it all depends who's available. Cause, I think cause I've, I've played I've... Every, every position now since Wessex, except from the keeper. Yeah. Like yeah, I played right back. I think Hooper put me at right back uh, for a Rezies game, and then I, I offered Tom to go cent- to centre half um, for, for some of the season. I thought I basically yeah. we we were getting done pre season. See, one against you guys when you were at once, we were really really good. But pre season, when I did come and play, I think the three four games, we were getting we conceded loads of goals from just route one over the head. Like every single time, the opposition would hit it seventy yards at the pitch player bring it down and they would score and and the first game of the season was just it was it was terrible like there was no talking there was no like marking no organization and obviously at the time we had Tom fit we had Jack fit we had everyone fit and I'm thinking like well I offered Tom like you know we've lost Hayden and Hayden I think was like a rock I think when you when we signed Hayden last year, it completely transformed the results. If you saw on the first team, because he just he's got that level of composure, like he's so composed and he's just so organised. So when Hayden went to ones, we just lost that voice at the back that just organises. So like I thought with my knowledge, I played there before for probably I don't know 10, 15 games. I think like twenty years old. I think it was we we lost a centre half and again because I versatile. My manager said, you know, can you do a job at centre half? And I used to just sweep everything at the time. We had a player that would go for the head and I would just sweep everything. And I thought, well, it could work the same. Um I think I've done a I I think I've done a all right job. You know, obviously it's not my natural position. Uh, but I feel like maybe the first four or five games I've done well, but then I was worried more about other people's jobs that then affected mine. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you try. I was trying to organise so much, or shouting at my left backs and right backs because you know at times it, they were getting done too easy. That then I'm forgetting about my own job. Um, and then I, I remember bumping up, bumping to my manager when I was back at Christmas, and he said, "You know, why are you playing centre half?" And I said, "You know, I just want, I want to try and help the team in the best way possible." Um, and 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 I remember him saying, "Like you're trying to basically cover up cracks without using your real potential." And, and that just sort of stuck with me. And I think when I came back after Christmas, I went to Tom and said, I think I might want to go back onto the left wing. And, and he went, well, that's when he told me, Trotchy's back. <laughs> and I was like, happy days. I mean, it's Carl Rogers is back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, because like, it was a good point. Like, you know, you, you you can try and like help a team as much as possible, but then you're not using a real attribute, which is like creating goals and, you know, flair. All, all I'm trying to help out with is preventing goals. But then we were losing that going forward um but you know i think since i've actually gone back in cal has stepped in and 
we are we're really organised. I think Matt's actually stepped up a lot. Um, the first two three games, he was really quiet, and like I think it took when I was shouting, like talking to him. I remember after the game, I think Matt said like it was actually nice to have someone that could just talk to the midfielders in front of them. And um, now I feel like Matt's done that role. Like he's a lot louder than what he was at the start of the season, which is really good. Um, and Longley, I, I, Longley had a really really tough start. I feel. Um, made a few mistakes. He was, you could tell, confidence was low, rushing stuff. But the other week, was it Matt? Um, that last ditch challenge, that game. What was yeah. it? Was it you know, he's that was a duel, wasn't it? That was um, that was Spartak, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good that game. Um, so he's like built like confidence. So it's good to see that like our backline are building confidence. And actually, when you think about it. We are not getting, we're rarely getting broken down in open play now, which is really good to see. Like long balls over the top are getting swept up. You know, teams aren't stretching just as much, but obviously we're conceding a hell of a lot of set pieces and just silly yeah. goals. Yeah, I agree. Well, like I said, it's good to have you back on the wing at the moment. And yeah, like I said, I, I want you on that wing, but I, I think for the rest of this season, if I'm honest, you'll probably flutter between left wing and centre mid, yeah. depending, on, depending on what the needs. Like I think, I, I think now if like if I was to probably play, let's say I I started playing higher up leagues again. Let's say I went back to Exmouth or I went back up to to, to to team higher up. You'd probably find me playing at left back simply because I haven't got that pace as, as much as what I had. But I've got the I, I do I feel like I do a good job at left back. Uh, everyone always I always said it like you're a really good left back, but I don't enjoy it. You get some players that can just they can play in multiple positions because of what because they can change what they they can do if you know what I mean. So if I'm playing holding role midfield, I'm not going to use the attributes that I would use as left wing because you're not yeah. going to see me dribbling through four or five defenders or being direct from holding mid. So I I change my whole mindset when I'm playing holding mid. So like if I'm playing holding mid, and you're saying to me you need to break down play. I'm going to completely change my vision of what's in front of me and what I'm looking out for. Like obviously I'm going to be looking out for bad touches, where players are, where I need to be half and half, whereas obviously on the left wing, I'm thinking where I need to be to, to press a right back, but also where do I need to be for the next phase of play? If Alex Taylor picks a ball up, I've got 10 yards of space on the run. It's just a hot, your whole mentality changes. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you get some players that, let's say, who are right winger and you say to them, oh, can you do a job in holding mid? They haven't got that ability to be able to change their mindset and see the game differently. Like Carl Miller, I actually think he's really good on the right, but also he's really good in the middle because he's got he's got a really good challenge. He's got long legs, dangly legs. He's physical, but he's really good at challenging. And I heard that he was a right back. So and you can see it, you can see it like in his mindset when he played centre mid against Avonmouth. You can just you can tell like he, he yeah. changed his mindset completely, and his game changed. So again, he's another player who can use his versatility. Well, he, he he tells he tells me centre mid is his position, but at the moment he's you know he's he's nailed down that right wing slot on his current form. Yeah, like he's doing. What I like about Khan is when he loses the ball, he still reacts to get it back, and he doesn't stop until either he's won the ball back, they've made a mistake, or the ball's gone out. But basically, when the the, the play stops, and, and that's just yeah. a really good example because you know there's a lot of players where they'll lose the ball. And they'll, they'll just sort of throw their arms up and and then that's it. When they actually could have just pressured and got the ball back or forced them to make a mistake. You know, that's he, 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 he 
we're all footballers. We're going to make bad passes, like, but it's when you react to that bad pass. Like, yeah. if you make a bad pass and you go, oh, put your hand up, now it's get that ball back. But you get some that they'll do a bad pass and then they just think it's okay to jog around. Whereas Khan is brilliant because you lose, like, if he loses the ball in the corner after making 60, 70 yard run, you think, how has he got the energy to still press this guy? But he just, he's there, he's a nuisance. It's, it's an absolute bugbear of mine when someone loses possession and they, whether it's for like half a second or a second after, that, you know, where they're just feeling sorry for themselves and they shrug and hit the ground. There's no time to, for being disappointed in football. If you lose the ball, get it back. Or or press press someone who's well, you, you, you to... look you look at Chelsea at the minute. That's classic. Like all of them in that team at the moment, they're they're doing it. You like you know you know what I mean. Like their mindsets are just like feeling sorry for themselves. They they give away a ball. Uh, uh, whereas Man City or Liverpool when they were in their prime and clock flew to the front, if they lost that ball, bang, hurts. Like they they run their asses off to to, to get that ball back. Yeah. So. Do you do you see a bit of a difference at the moment from now to the first half of the season? What, what's your, what's your views on the first half of the season? Because I, I know it was crippled by injuries, wasn't it? <laughs> I think overall from the start of the season, it it was tough for Tob and Matt. Like, I, um, obviously when you left, you took players with you, Hayden, Cal. You had Dibble that was thinking of leaving or did leave for about twenty minutes and then left and. And you had Jord leave. For me personally, it was really hard because it's like obviously when you lose it, when you're you're potentially losing, or you lost Kim as well, you, you lost, you know, players weren't available. You were obviously then gonna question like, you know, the quality of the team, which is probably why some players leave, because they go like if one player's left, you get some that then go, Oh, I might leave because we've just lost three of our best players. That's natural. But again, like I say, from learning from my younger years. I try to stay loyal. Like at Exmouth, for example, we had we had one season where we nearly got relegated from the Southern, uh, Southern Peninsula and all the team left and I stayed and we were so bad that year, but I still, my mentality was just like, it, it will get better. And then the year eight, uh, chairman comes in, new players, bang, got promoted. So that's why I thought, right, well, I'm just going to stay because... It's going to be really hard, and it was, and it was hard. It was hard to take because then you lose the quality of players. So then you could see in the results, like the results were not good. And I feel sorry for Tom and Matt at times because I, I personally feel player player managers just doesn't work. And I think it's really good that they've stopped that because they can focus on their own games. Um, like I, I, if you think, if you think about it now, what player managers have ever succeeded in professional football? When you think of them at the top of your head, like. Did you look? Gianluca Viali, I think, was a a player manager. Didn't really work. Dennis Wise for Millwall, player manager, didn't work. Edgar Davids, player manager, didn't work. Joey Barton, player manager, didn't work. Like Roy, Wayne Rooney, d- didn't really work. But then he ended up being a manager because it took too much out of his game. So like being a player manager, it just it's so hard. And 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 I think remember Tom saying when you have got a team where everyone's friends. I know it for a fact. If I had a friend of mine as my manager your mentality is going to be different because they're shouting at you or they're telling you what to do. It's that sort of, was it alpha male, isn't it? You know, like you're not going to tell you what to do. So it's, it's good because you're in now and you're not a player. You're specifically a manager. And I think now Tom and Matt can focus on their own games 
and you can just tell now the players are just you know they're in with it. Whereas before, I feel like if they didn't agree with what Tom done or or something like that, you'd have a divide. And that it always like if if players aren't happy, they're not going to perform. Um, but now you're seeing that everyone's available. Matt and Tom are just focusing on their new roles, which takes the pressure off of the team. And yeah, like we're performing so much better now. Um, it's it's only gone up. I actually think Tom and Matt done a really good job to go from where we were at the start of the season to January because we were actually performing for like two months, but we just weren't getting the results, which is really frustrating. Yeah, um, it's been a really hard season, but. I think it's more frustrating because you know the quality that we have. We actually do have some quality in the team. And and obviously reliability on selection has been a bit, obviously, as you found like this weekend and the stats you put in the chat. It's, um, it must be frustrating. <laughs> Very. And uh, and again, like since I've been back, look, look, we've had six games now. Three of those draws. <sighs> To be honest, the first one, the draw, you know, 97th minute equaliser, we conceded and we played, we played so good that day. We deserved the win. Then we win 13 2. Then we lost against Ava Mouth, which, you know, we, we, you take that on the chin with it being Ava Mouth. Then we won 4 1 at Mangotsfield. And then the last two draws that are a bit different for me. The Spartak one, again, we should have beat them. But then I think. Saturday just gone, Lawrence Weston. We were probably the, the team that was a bit lucky to get a point. But really, you know, we even this this side of the season, we should be on more points through our play than than what, what we have. Yeah, I think I think like is it Eastern when we had that first game when we drew two all and they scored in the last minute. Oh no, it was one all, sorry. Um and they scored in the final minute. That one and the one when you were in charge, the one when you were in charge hurt a lot more because I feel like the first one we went one up, I think might be a penalty or, or just a, a set piece. But they battered us for the majority of the game. We didn't really have much going forward. So when they scored in the, in the last minute, it hurt because obviously we'd done so well to keep them out. And it, all it was was literally a long throw. Uh, Longley put his, his head up, sort of, it started his head and it's gone in the top corner. And it's just like, our luck, it's just like so low. And whereas the second time we battered them, like, but then yeah. the, the the positive side of it is, well, you compare the two, the difference is before we didn't batter them, this time we actually did batter them. So I tried to sort of take the positives out of the negatives. Like the weekend, you know, again, we were so bad, but we didn't lose again. Like, and that's the difference. If that happened six months ago, we probably would have got battered four or five nil with the performance that we had. So, yeah, we're riding games out pretty well despite playing so bad on the weekend. But we've had games where we played so well and not got the results. But that's football, isn't it? Like that's it. I, I tell you, it was it was a strange changing room to be in after that after my first game back. That two all where we let in the seventh minute stoppage time equaliser. There was there was when we got in the changing room. There was a lot of anger, frustration. You know, things being kicked and but. Uh, some some weeks you expect that and and you want that reaction, but I for me I I seen it as no I got I got to settle them down. They've played so well today. It, it like you said a minute ago, that's football. Sometimes you play well, you don't get what you deserve, and it it was a funny it was a funny change room to be in after after that game. And I think to be honest, I, I tried settling them down and everyone bought into it. 
sometimes you'll get the you'll get one or two go no 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 it wasn't good enough blah 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 but everyone sort of took a step back saw it for what it was and and then you know we went again the next week and got a got a massive win so it's, it it shows you have got to hit the panic button every time Dur- during that game like during that I remember when that Christmas me and Tom had a chat and, and obviously said like, oh, I think we went from centre back and look I don't mind going back at left wing because actually I thought about it we had no nothing going forward on the wings this, this, like my, my part of the season it's been really weak on the wings we've had no directness whereas that Eastern game that first game we had Can on the right me on the left the amount of chances that we created and, and how much we stretched those defense, I just felt I felt good. Like me personally, I was like, Christ, this this reminds me of two, three years ago, maybe four years ago when I was at my peak. Like in terms of like how good I felt, like in as a team, because we all were gelling, all the passes were good. It just felt good if it was like a, a new life had just been planted, like a new seed had just been planted in Wessex. And so when we conceded, that's probably why it hurt so bad because we played so well, and it was like, oh my god, like. But again, let's the people that obviously sometimes are like, uh, oh no, it's not good enough, or you know that they're angry. It's because they're so passionate. There's a few yeah. players that are really passionate about his club, but sometimes that passion takes over and they can't control it, and that's where they need to improve. Is just be able to like use the passion in a good way, but and just seeing it in a more positive note. At the end of the day, we're not going to win the league this year. We're not going to. I don't think we're going to go down. So. These these results are just learning curves. Just take it as a more as a positive. You know, like I said, like Exmouth, if we had a the season, we nearly got relegated. We lost loads of players, but the players that we actually have were much weaker than the players we had before. But the following season, we had a few players brought in, but a lot of it was still the same bunch of players, and it was nothing to do with ability. It was just to do with the mindset and and the manager. and And when we had this manager come back, he was called Kevin Hill. He left for a, a year. He used to play for Torquay. His mark, it just it changed the whole team because he always made you think positive. Even if you, even if you had a really bad game, he would have a go at you, and then straight away he flipped the positive, and 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 it just changed your mindset. And even now, now they're playing Salvin, I think it is a Salvin Div one, and they're doing really well. And I just think like how those players, a lot of them, are play playing the standard as Wessex was probably like four years ago. And I'm thinking they're doing that well that high up because of their mindsets so like I think it's trying to teach some of our boys that the mindset is it, you know what I mean like it's a learning curve so then next year when we play all these teams we know what these teams are going to be about unless they will have massive takeovers and hopefully we get a stronger team and then we get it right and we know exactly what to expect and we know what to work on yeah that's it completely agree well um as as a player, obviously, arguably the you know the closest player to the management team, being captain, what what changes do you notice from since like me and Ron have come back and kept Matt, Matt on board in the in the management team to how it was before Christmas? Is there anything? Because I I reckon that players have probably noticed things that I haven't, or Ron or or Ron has no idea about, or maybe even Tom and Matt. I think it's more. I think I think now it's just more of a togetherness. Um, you, you just started to have a little bit of a divide when you lost Cal, you lost Hayden, you lost Connor, um, and obviously Tom and, and Matt. You know, you know they've had fallen outs, or Tom's had fallen outs with a, a few, and and you've got friends, and it's too close, and it's it's too clicky. So like now, like I said, you, you've taken that away, so you've brought that solidarity because people are now looking at you. They're not. 
looking at Tom and Matt as just friends. She said, "Man, you're 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 a senior part because you're older. You're forty. You're not you're not twenty one. Like you know what I mean? You're not. Well, how old is Tom? 23, 22? 24, I think. Yeah, like he's young. So like having that as a manager, having someone that your own age or like me, twenty eight, you've got someone twenty four telling you what to do or blah blah. Obviously, I'm different. I, I didn't react. Like you just you just do what you do. Obviously, there's things that Tom did that I disagreed with, but. I just don't say it, but there's other players that would say something, and then that's when the bad atmosphere happens. And that's just me being really honest. Like you brought you and Ron have just stopped that, and you've brought in solidarity um, to that. And, and that's nothing against Matt and Tom because I think even if it was a different team and and you had the same friendship, you're always going to have that 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 problem. Um, and it's just yeah, I think also the fact that you know other people, you brought players back. In, so the quality's better. You've obviously no ringers, you know Luke, you've got Jacob in. The, the strength of the squad's getting better. So again, that's another, another notable difference. It's always good to have, you know, a, a manager that can get these players in because you're going to need them at this level. You, you, you very rarely have the same squad. Like you're saying, you had 28 players, but I think our reserve team at Exmouth one season went through 50 players. It, it happens like people you normally find like the early start of the season when it's nice warm weather you have like a good team and then when it gets cold around December to February you all, all of a sudden your selection starts going down you're like oh that's a bit of a coincidence yeah. like half these players don't really want to travel away to away games on a wet Saturday you know Saturday afternoon and then all of a sudden when it's like starts getting you get two games a week and it starts getting hot again all these players start coming back and it's always the same every season at these like sort of lower grassroots level. So it's good that you you can get these players in because I think like Tom and Matt found at the start of the season when you loot when you've lost the players. Obviously, Tom doesn't really look out looking for players other than the Facebook chat, and he probably doesn't have the contacts maybe you do. So you could see it like Avonmouth, for example, when it's that Avonmouth game at the first at their place, and you know nothing. You know, Tom had to select what he had because we had so many people out, but. We had like Colts players in there, and it was it was it was hard to take because it's just like, <laughs> you know, you know when you go. I remember actually before the game, I looked at Avonmouth, and I and I remember Matt saying, you know, you know, we've got a good side today. We've got a good side, and and I sort of disagreed with him. But obviously, like he has to be nice. He's a manager, but in my head, when I saw it, the quality of Avonmouth, I I knew we were going to get back. Like. As soon as, as soon as I saw the size of them, the squad size, 15, yeah. 16, like that's what every team that ever goes up, they always have big squads. And I think that's the difference where Tom and Matt have struggled to get a team because the lack of players available. Whereas now you come, you've obviously got these extra players you can get in. So that's another notable difference is just the contacts that you have and you can bring that can just, and the quality. Because at the end of the day, we're the first team and obviously, you also have all your. Like Tom has the way they vision. You have the way you vision. I believe that you know the first team is just the team that sets the example. So you've got to do what's best to make the first team stay in the league, play the best, and have the best possible players. So, yeah, you like you and Ron have definitely changed that mindset because you can bring in better players, which is going to make other players better. You know, like the Jordans, the Rob Dibbles, myself. You know, I play better when I have better better players around me. It's just natural. Tom Trimble, like. If Tom Trimble went and played in the Colts, he's not going to perform better than he probably would in the first team because naturally he's got better players. Like it's just that that's normal. I, th- I think it's it's a combination of the players around you make you better, and also the players that are 
pushing you and challenging you for your position. Competition for places always spurs people on. And there have been times where the team kind of picked itself. So, you know, we are we are still well, I mean, me as a manager, I'm I'm constantly recruiting, proactive. Mm. So so many clubs make the mistake of waiting till the summer and then you know, seeing who's about in the summer. Good players have, have committed by that time. They've committed to it. They they said they're staying where they are, or they're, you know, they've committed to another manager elsewhere. So you know, I'm already making the making the calls. It's very true. And, and, I, and I, again, also, I also I also feel like, sorry for the like, sorry, you go. It's not like the first. You know, it's it's not a massive job. It's not like the first team needs a massive overhaul. Far from it. It's just, it's just a case of getting one or two real quality in would would really just push it on. I think the first team now, if you look at all the play the, the players in, in terms of availability, maybe you've got a few in there that are a little bit injury prone. I, I personally think we need like right now, obviously you haven't signed obviously Hayden, but hopefully we get Hayden back. Hopefully Connor Connor's a, a when, not if I think. Um but I think another centre mid centre back, definitely a full back because we are finding we're having to cover like Fateo a left back or either to cover a left back or so we definitely need another fullback, top quality fullback, because that's yeah. areas where Sussex isn't always gonna be available. They're the areas where we need to think and have, I think maybe another striker. And I think other than that, we you get like three or four of those players in top quality, we'll be up we'll be up there, top top of the league. So we played Filton, Filton's what second thing. And we played them in the cup and actually we we battered them at times like we played so much better than them it was it wasn't until tom made a decision which i disagreed with at the time i think we were playing four three three and he went three five two and we were battering him we were two one down i think it was 10 minutes ago tom's obviously gone do i change it or do i not which is again you, you've got you have two rows down as a manager don't you like do i do i not yeah. he went to three five two and it completely ruined the flow and they, they then battered us in the last 10 minutes and I think they scored a third. And and I disagreed because I thought, well, if we're going to batter them at 4-3-3 and we're not going to score, then we're not going to score. Like Because we were we were playing so well. So I felt like he then changed to a 3 5 for example, and he, he put personnel in areas that they didn't know. I think Ryan Donald went right wing back and you could tell he was a little bit like, I haven't played it before. <laughs> like, what, where do you yeah. want me? And, and yeah, it ruined the flow. So like, so yeah, so like getting a good strong bit of players is going to be really important for next season, and and I think we can do it if we can get those players. We can really compete. It's just keeping those these players here as well. Yeah, people like people like Carmilla is definitely keep him here. Like, oh, if I, 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 yeah, if I've got a blooming chain him up over the summer, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way there's no way I'm letting Carmilla go anywhere. Like like Jordan, like like Jordan, we all know is a fantastic goal scorer. Uh, and I remember talking to Jordan like when he was planning on going to Wands, and I obviously was trying to keep him staying. And 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 I'm and I actually and he says I just want to improve. I want someone to take my game to the next level. And and I said to him, look, like I'll talk to you. I'll tell you what you need to do. And I always keep saying to him, it's his attitude and his and, and his mouth that lets him down. Like other than that, he could play Western League easily, easily with his finishing and his composure. But if he went Western or up more. With his mouth, he wouldn't last five minutes. No, and, of course. And, not. I th- and I think like now, if we ever did get another striker in, it could, if like a decent striker, it could then take him to the next level. So, like, if you know what I mean, you get some players where you need another player giving them a kick up the backside to take them to the next level. 
and it might then prevent his mouth, you know, because at the moment you haven't got anyone to replace him. So yeah, at the time. So then maybe he has a bit of composure going on in his head, you know, that's that's natural. That's that's just like, you know, confidence in a way. It's you know, it's normal. But I think that's a really important area as well, because then we can take him to the next level and keep him motivated. Yeah, I agree. So what like since you've been at what is it? It's just it's just over a year now, isn't it? Yeah. Since you've been at have you got a favourite moment? <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't really had that many because obviously the last year I got injured quite a lot. Kept pulling my hammy because you kept trying to get me to play again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's nice now. My hammy's alright, um, but nothing really sticks out because obviously, really, the start of the season has been so painful and so hard. But the only yeah. thing really in my head personally that stuck out was probably the winning penalty that I scored against. Who's the team that league below us? Tom will know. Um, we played them twice in the cup. We lost the first one. I got concussion. We lost on penalties, and then the second. Uh, that'll be um, Redbridge. Redbridge. Yes, that's the ones. That's the ones. Yeah. So like, I scored the winning penalty off the post and in. And like, yeah, overall we played pretty well that game as well. So for me, that's probably my highlight, just because again we haven't had too much of a, too much of a good luck this year. Um, so yeah. A bit, uh... Revenge as well, wasn't it? Because you lost to Redbridge in one cup on penalties and then beat them in the other cup on penalties. Yeah, we did a classic what we've been doing, sort of. We battered them the first half and then the second half, we just, they were all over us. You know, it was a game of two halves, really. Um, and then, yeah, I think an extra time, maybe an extra time, I got, I longly sent me a hospital pass and I'd mistouched it and went in with my head and the guy kneed me in the face. So the cushion came off and so it was quite, quite sad to lose on, on penalties. And then we yeah, we've got to play them again and at our place and it was good revenge. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it really. I'll tell you what what I'm what I'm about to go on to, the bit that um a lot of people say they enjoy most about these podcasts. What's your favourite West Wessex eleven? When you say favourite eleven, are you talking about like what starting lineup I've played it in, or are you talking about like if I was to pick a squad against the top quality side, what would my, be my favourite eleven? If you know what I mean. Let's go with so take away the sort of friendship bantery side of things. So yeah, go on, go on ability. What would be what would be the Wessex eleven that you'd like to you know if 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 we got to a cup final out of all the players you played with in a Wessex shirt since coming up to Bristol Way. Mm-hmm. What or what would your eleven be? Caden is definitely in goal. <laughs> yeah, um, Caden obviously he's going through a bit of a tough time at the minute. A little bit of confidence has gone down, but he, he's a great keeper, he's a great shot stopper. Um, I remember having a chat with him the other week about just trying to get that confidence, getting coming out of, out of goal. Probably his only weakness, but other than that, he's he's outstanding. So you're obviously going to have him in goal. Left back, Cal Rogers. Um, what are you playing, by the way, Shark? What formation? 4 3 3. Gonna go 4 3 3. Like yeah. it. Cal Rogers, left back, then. Yeah, like I, I call him Wayne Bridge. He reminds me like Wayne Bridge back in the Chelsea days. Um, hell of a left pinger, the way yeah. he runs. He's just brought that, like when he does play left, when I played left wing and he played, I think it was a game, I, can't remember, I think it was Eastern, Ewan uh, or Yaya, I can't always get his name wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he didn't. He, he just when he dislocated his shoulder, defensively he was doing all right, but 
coming forward, he, he kept misplaced passing me with like too light and I was getting quite frustrated. He came off, cow, you put cow left back and automatically yeah. bang. He would open his body on the half turn, whack straight into feet. And, and and also he looks up so he can see if you want it to feet or if he, if he can see me going like, oh, I'm going to go around the back. He can, he can dink it in the areas. He's got everything. He's really good in the air. Like really good. I think sometimes he can, what makes him stand out is the fact that he's so aggressive in the air. Like he likes to get in front of players first. You see him do that a lot. Ball's coming up and then just out of nowhere, Cal Rogers comes through and he heads it. But then on the other flip side of it, it sometimes gets him um, in bad places. So where he tries to attack it so much and then it goes over his head and you're like, oh, but he's reliable. So um, definitely I, him I, at left I back. Think... I think left back's Cal's best position, personally. I think because he's so comfortable at left back and centre back, I think when he plays at left back, he also brings the quality of us and, and the and the defensive brain of a centre back as well. Ter- and he, and ter- he- when he plays centre half in terms of like in the air and stuff, he's great with Matt because also you haven't really got anyone else to play him out of a long lead, maybe Toby. But because he's so good in the air, he's great at centre half, but obviously like I really want him a left back as well because he needs yeah. like I've very rarely had left backs that I've, when I was a left wing um, the best left backs I played with was a guy it actually wasn't in the first team actually he was a reserve team left back but then he made his way into the first team and they had this other left back that was uh, he was called like McGregor or something he was an ex-Exeter City player he was in his like, early mid-30s and I just couldn't get gel right and, I, and then this other player came in plates comes in and I knew straight away, like this was when I played at our goal. And I said to him, right, this is going to be a tough game, but we do what we've done for years. And you just gel, like you knew straight away, half turn, straight into feet. Cal gives me that vibe. You like when he gets yeah. that ball, he, 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 I, I have that little connection with him on the wing. He knows, you know, and I think the more he plays there, and if I am playing left wing, the more we're going to get better. Um, yeah, he's really good. And he, he does sometimes bomb forward, which is a good thing as well, because and and unselfish runs, and I think that's really important. For football is, is is making runs that sometimes you know you're not going to get past to, but you're doing it to stretch the other team. And yeah. he does that quite a lot sometimes, um, which is really really good. Uh, sometimes having the left backs that don't really do anything can sometimes not help a winger if the winger's say dwelling on the ball and he's thinking I need left back here to sort of take that right right back with him. Um, so yeah, definitely, Cal. Right back, uh, Nate Sussex, all day. Um, for his size, he's really good. Like he's really yeah. good in the air for his size. Um, I, I just always, I remember, I, I can't remember what game it was. It, it might have been Redbridge actually last year when I came. I think it was when I done my hammy uh, when I was playing with for you. And I think a week later, Tom wanted me to play, and I went, "Oh, I'll, I'll come on the bench." I think I came on the last five minutes and then pulled it again. <laughs> um, but I, I think Sussex was playing that game. And I just thought, I remember like tapping someone like, oh, you know, who's that guy? And they're like, Nave Sussex. And I was like, he's really good. Like just the way, he, yeah, he's, he's just got the footballing brain. Um, and when he, like his technical ability is really, really good as well. Um, he's just reliable. He reminds a bit like Gary Neville. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? It's a reliable right back. Um, yeah. And for his size, he, again. He's quiet and unassuming as well, isn't he? But, he? but he plays aggressively. That's what I like about him. Yeah, yeah, like he, there's a few times sometimes where he knows he's playing against a, I think it was um, the weekend when we played thingy. Why am I getting names wrong? Lawrence Weston, he was a little bit too 10 yards off, I think, and I kept saying to him, I know the blood 
players really good, but come on, like you, you, I know you're more aggressive, and then he, he was much better. Um, so he has his moments, but then we all do. But yeah, like you're saying, I love him because he waits for that bad touch. As soon as that left back, left winger has a bad touch, bang, straight in there, and that and that's what I like about him. Whereas other times this year, when I played at centre half, and we've had probably four or five different right backs. They have, the, the, we've had a problem this year where players go steaming in and the players just waiting for them to get to a distance where they can go nick around the corner, thank you very much, yeah. they're gone and that's it. And and sometimes Nathan knows exactly when to be aggressive and when to not be. Um, and it's good because when we have a ball coming from, say, like someone's beating Cal Rogers, he's also got a good positional awareness um, at the back post. Obviously, I think the goal that last-minute goal against Easton. I think maybe he could have done better. I think he misjudged it. But nine times out of ten, he's usually really well positioned at right back when you have a ball coming across. You get some that sort of just ball watch, let it go over the head, and then that's it. <laughs> but he's really, really good. So, yeah, definitely him. Centre-half would be a tough one. Hayden Lee is definitely in there. Just because when I played for you, I can't remember what game. It was the game when I pulled my hamstring, actually, at that park pitch. And Hayden's debut. Yeah, that was um, oh, who was it up in Hannum? It, I, I was about to take you off. It was like because you, you you'd felt it earlier in the week, hadn't you? And, and it got to like eighty minutes, and I thought, oh, I might get Sharky off, just preserve him last ten minutes. Then he went down. I thought, oh god, <laughs> yes, yeah. just, yeah, just slow challenges. But yeah, Hayden, I, I just remember the first fifteen minutes. I think it was like me and Dell Shepherd in midfield, but he was just talking like holding I was holding mid and he's just talking to you he's telling he's telling you left shoulder right shoulder if a player's behind me I, I don't I shouldn't have to just be staring at him all the time following where he is I need people to, so then I can focus on the ball but I need people talking to me to stay so then if he tells you right shoulder and the ball's coming towards me I know that the last time he spoke to me was two seconds ago he's on my right shoulder so then I can go right if he's going to tap me from my right then I can you know do a swivel turn or this turn He's just really, really good. And then when he was on the ball, bang, he knew when to bring it out, when to stay. And I was like, this guy is decent. Like, you yeah. tell he's played good standard and he could play higher as well easily. So, yeah, Hayden Lee's e- easily there. He just he makes players better. He makes a back line better because he's composed on the ball. Now, the centre is tough. It's between two players. Um, obviously, Matt, because I played with him, but Stefan. So like this, this is where it's sticky because they're because they Stefan. What I like about Stefan is, if I was a centre forward, I hate to be playing against him because he's just yeah. in your ear. He's winding you up. You know he's going to crunch you. So like if I'm going to a, a final war, I'm playing against an opposition that are going to have a top class striker. I need a bit of oomph. I need someone that's going to be the aggressor. You know, like. Even before you get the pitch, like a a striker walks onto the pitch and and just sees Steph and he's automatically thinking, oh God, look at the size of him. Steph's already in his head before before he even gets off. Yeah, yeah. He is. And and there's been a few times, I think earlier in the season, I said to Tom, like, why isn't Steph in this? Like when we were short, put Steph in. I think he played one game. The only thing I think lacks Steph is his pace. His pace is, he's not quick, so not mobile. Um, so that is his weakness when, if, especially if you're playing out pressing a high line. Um, but then Matt isn't the quickest, but Matt's good in the air and Matt's got better and Matt's better on the ball. Um, 
But the thing difference between Matt and Steph is Matt just needs to be more meaner. Like for his size, he's a soft person. I find it's very like he's you very I very rarely ever see Matt angry. Like, and if I do see him angry, I can't take it serious because he's such a nice guy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I like, think, I think when when I've had Matt and Longley as a centre back pairing, it's got to be the nicest centre back pairing you'll ever see. Yeah, 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 definitely, but, definitely. Um, you, you know, because like you know, Stefan, if you need him to do a challenge or you know just munch someone, he'll do it. And so it's a, it's a tough one because you also you're saying about like this isn't about personal, this is about so if I'm if I'm personally going against a really tough opposition, I'm going Steph because I know I've got Hayden next to him and Hayden's got more pace. So then yeah. that counteracts Steph's pace and Steph's got that more aggression than. But then Matt's better in the air than Steph. But for Steph's size, he isn't fantastic in the air. So oh, it's a tough one, but I'm going to stick with Steph. And I'm sorry, Matt, you're going to hate me for this. But yeah, I'm going to stick with Steph. That's what that's what these um, these podcasts are all about, though. Opinions and discussion. We love it. I don't think many people will argue with with having Steph in it. Well, yeah, not, not publicly anyway, because Steph will kill him. But... <laughs> So what's um what's your midfield looking like then? Connor Collins is a definite. What I, are you I, playing? Two two holding one number ten or one holding two number eights? Um, I'd probably go one holding and then I wouldn't even say two number eight. Yeah, I'd say two eights maybe. One one being a bit more of a floater. Um, like what's going Connor forward. What he's a, he's a holding mid all day long. You know. Yeah. He, what I like, what I like about, and, I, and I, this is why I really want him to join us because it's something that something I feel we really lack in that midfield this season, and even now, even with like Dibble full strength, one thing we lack is just again a challenge. Like and a, like what I like about Connor is he always wants the ball. He's always talking. Like you, he, he, you can tell he loves football that much. When he's on the pitch, he's so serious. Yes, give the ball. Yes, yeah, yeah. I want he, like he always wants it. And and it's just and he's got the engine. He do, he doesn't stand still. The man no, does. He? He's, he's got a, the engine to get he's around. A, he's aggre- He's aggressive in his t- tackling, but he's cl- like he's clever in his tackling. So like, I've noticed this year, I'll, I'll be a centre half and I'll like shout at his midfield. I think I, I'm going to use Dibble as an example because he'd probably laugh. But I said, remember saying to Dibble, I was shouting at the, at the midfield, not Dibble, but I think Dibble thought it was him. So I go and like somewhat, I think number five at Rockley's little chap, little finesse little chap. Running, running rings around our midfield and I'm shouting in the midfield, someone put one through him, like, just someone keep him guessing. Because, you know, as a, as a winger, if I'm a left winger in the first 10 minutes, I've done the right back twice and then he's gone mullering through me, but he's got the ball, but me as well. Not like a, a really late challenge because a really late challenge, mentally, you're just going to laugh it off. You're just going to be like, well, I'm in your head, mate. Whereas if, you, if they're like, getting half the ball and you, so they're not giving away a free kick, but if they do give away a free kick, it's not going to be like a stupid yellow. You're, you're, men- you're mentally just going to be thinking about that. You're going to think, Christ, they've just gone through me. I got, the best right back I've ever played was actually a uni student at Exeter. So Exeter Uni, he was, I, I'd, I'd done nothing the whole game. I remember from the first minute, bang, straight in the back of me. And I thought, Christ, second one, bang. Third one, have gone up for a header, elbow in the side. And I'm thinking, Christ, like, my day to day, and and already like my mind had gone, confidence has gone. Think like we were saying earlier. Tom was saying on the weekend, his head be gone because of the abuse, and you know it, it's to get in your head. Connor gives you that. 
gives you that aggression to like go straight through someone, but also get the ball, bang, and like, and then that midfielder is going to be like, oh. So that's what I, I definitely have him in there. I love him, but it's who I'd have next in, which is the tricky one because you've got a big selection. Again, it's between probably two. Yeah, it's probably between two. It, it, obviously, if you're going to clash Jacob in there as well, it could be free, but I've only seen him for one game. But it's between Lewis Berry and Rob Dibble. Um, Lewis Berry, you know, he's going to, he's like, a, he'll do a marathon for you. He'll do exactly what you'll ask him to do. Dibble, however, probably lacks that fitness that what Lewis has, lacks that sort of composure in terms of defensively. But Dibble is probably one of the best passers in that midfield. He's the sort of player that can stretch, you know, defenders in one pass or the, their back line in one diagonal pass. He's, 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 he's amazing at it. It's really, really good. It's really tough because obviously I this year I feel like Dibble hasn't been as good as what he was last year. Maybe it could be down to fitness, could be down to the fact that, you know, our lack of quality in midfield next to him. I feel like with Dibble, you need someone with energy next to him. You know, if you don't have that, then the midfield is very exposed. Um, in a way, think of it as like Rob Dibble is your Cesc Fabregas. You need an Angolo Kante next to him. And I'm stuck yeah. between Lewis and Rob because Lewis is an Enemanjo Matic. You remember that season when Chelsea were really good because they were they had Kante and Matic. And then for, for the tough games, they would always go Matic Kante. But then whenever they had teams where they could open them up, they would always go Fabregas Kante. You know, because they would always have the energy in Kante and a Matic was just that solid like rock. Um so that's where I'm stuck. Again, it's the same as a Steph Matt situation. If I'm going, if I'm going into a final and I just want to be a solid, and I already know that my my front three are, are direct, they're good, then I'm going Lewis Berry. Um, two solid midfielders. Because if I'm again, if you're in a cup final, you know you're up against a really good opposition, and then I'd probably pick bring on Dibble later on in the game when you've got more space because it's naturally team you get more space in the second half of games. Because teams get tired, they get complacent. So then Dibble, you bring Dibble on, he then stretches his fence. I think that's a, that's really the only the only reason why I'm doing it too. It's just Lewis offers us that, that solidarity. Um, Rob, uh, Rob, sometimes can be feel a little bit like a saying like that game where I said to him, I shouted and I didn't actually finish what I was going to say earlier. I remember shouting at the midfield saying, someone put through that number five. And Rob done a slide challenge so late I think the ball had gone on to the next phase <laughs> and he got a yellow card. And actually, like you laugh about it now and I laugh, it's, it was funny. But actually, when I think about it, I'm thinking like, I'm telling, I don't know whether he did that as just, 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 just because I said to someone go through him. But like in my head, I'm going, could have been a bit cleverer about it rather than just yeah, give, now, now you've just given yourself a yellow card. That game um, when he got a red card as well, you know, yeah, he got the ball, but he has, he reminds me a little bit like Paul Scholes, uh, Dibs. Yeah. Like Paul Scholes, you know, was aggressive, but his tackling was just like clumsy and late. Dibble reminds me of that. He likes he likes to tackle, but sometimes you're on a yellow card, you don't go flying into challenges. And that, that one, that red card was silly. I think we're lucky we, we won that game so comfortably, else you, you probably would have lost it. <laughs> Imagine yeah, if well, that was against a big team and we had lost a game from that. You know, I, I think it was lucky that you know we'd already put a couple a couple of goals past them, and they were already down to ten men. I think yeah. you know it, if if they were if they were 
if they add 11 on the pitch and we go down to 10 and there's only a goal in it or so, it, it could be a different game. Mm. But, yeah, Lewis Berry for me, just a solidarity. Dibble you bring on, but that's the different. But Dibble, yeah, definitely best passer for me in the centre mid. So who's the who's the creator then in your midfield three? Alex Vitto, all day. Um, there's what I know. There's like me and Tom. Tom prefers probably a little bit more than Fateo. I prefer Fateo. Everyone has their own opinions. It's a bit like having two luxury centre cams, and you've got one prefers one, one prefers the other. Pricey, it would, this is why I said too because I, I, so you could put Sully in there. Sully has incredible potential. Like he reminds me like a Patrick Vieira, the way he glides with the ball and he likes a little loss over people's head, but he doesn't do enough defensively for me when I when I played anyway. Like a lot of the times, I've always showered at him when I played in the mid because like he's ball watched or yeah or he always runs you know you look up and he's he's almost up front and you think Christ you know holding mid's just going thank you I'm going to go bomb forward now um Pricey finesse wise is better than Fateo much quicker on the ball much sharper likes to step over but Fateo just offers you goals and he offers you assists and defensively again you know he works much harder. And I find he's much more direct than Nathan. Nathan, I find, will get a ball. He finds really good pockets. That's what Nathan's really good at. He, he finds his little pockets yeah. between the lines. But when he does get those pockets, he gets the ball, but then runs back into trouble. So then almost sometimes he's sort of going back on what he's so good at, if you know what I mean. So like you find a pocket, get the ball and run at the defence. But sometimes he just, I don't know whether it's because he's overthinking it, which is natural for a dribbler. Like I'm a dribbler and I remember I had a really bad season um, and my manager said to me, you're, you're overthinking it. You need to be back to what you do where you're one step ahead, where you know when you're going to get the ball, what you're going to do, not thinking whilst you're doing because once when you're thinking, you're then dwelling and I find sometimes Pricey sometimes does that. Is is You get the ball, you beat a man and then it's just that, like the last bit, he, he dwells and then, and then it's just like, and it loses it or misplaced pass. Whereas for Teu, he'll get that ball. And a lot I like about Fateu is you can play off of him. He finds the pockets, but as soon as the ball comes into him, he likes a little tuck around the corner, little one-twos. And then he, he breaks at defences in the middle of the park. He runs at players, which is really good to have because when you're running, you think about it, as you're a centre-half and you've got a centre-mid running at you, he's already beat his man, running straight and direct. You're like, do I go forward or do I not? If I go forward, I'm leaving my centre forward, which is Jordan Evans. If I stand off, then Alex Fateo is going to hit one for 30 yards with his left one. So for me, Fateo, his stats says it all the shit. Well, he was a top goal scorer. He assists really well. But for me, it's it's mainly the defensive. I think Nathan, as you know, like a couple of weeks ago, screamed at him. It's, it's more that defensive ability for me. Always about stability. Always got to have such a strong core in the midfield. And if you have a player that's just that five percent off, it can completely ruin the whole spread for the squad. Yeah. That's a nice midfield. Very nice midfield. What about the wide areas? Um Camilla, obviously. Which side? I was close I was close to putting Can in midfield, to be fair. But um I put Cam right, definitely right. Uh um, I think we had a game start. What game was it? We were at home. I was left back. I think it might have been the game, but you came to watch Broccoli's at our place. Tom put me left back, put Can on the left, 
and put Luke Bowden on the right. And Tom was playing up front. I, I think so, game. yeah. And I remember at half-time, I think they were debating about possibly putting Can on the right. And I said, put Can on the right. 100% put him on the right. Because when I kept giving the ball to Can, he was doing that same thing. He was thinking. He was like, I don't know what to do. Because, and he beat his man, cut inside, because he's obviously naturally right-footed. And then that was it. He was lost. He didn't really know what to do. And I was like, get him on the right because he's got pace and he's naturally going to the right. Get him direct, running at the left back, beat his man, swing the ball in. Whereas Bowden, you watch him, he likes to cut in. So it make, made sense. Like, put Luke on the left because he likes to get the ball. He likes to do that. Like, I find Luke Bowden's a bit more of a defensive winger. Anyway, he was for us. You get a ball cut inside. Nike's playing a little one-twos off a striker. So I'm like, he naturally always looks to go inside Luke because he's he's not the quickest of players. Whereas you've got Khan who's quick. So you need a player who's quick, that's confident and direct to put him on the right. So that's why, yeah, he's definitely a right because he's just he offers that directness um and energy. He's definitely transformed us having there this year. I wasn't sure about him when we played broad plane, but then again, he was on the left. And I thought I need to see this guy on the right. And I think that Eastern game. It was great to have a right winger that could that could just beat a man and cross a ball in. As a left like a left winger having George, you can come crawling in behind in the back post. It's it's good to have that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's been massive for me since coming back. Is um, yeah, yeah. Um, let me get his stats up a minute. I'm sure he's got. I think he's got four goals. Let's have a look. Uh, Can Miller. Where's he gone? So, yes, he's played six games, four goals and an assist, two man-of-the-match performances, which is brilliant. I think the only thing that, like, at times where I think he could improve is sometimes he picks balls up in positions and because he's because he does well at, at running at left-backs and beating them, sometimes he feels like he has to do it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's times where he can he's picked the ball up and, and George done, like, a little diagonal run or Alex Fateo had one against Spartak. Could have played it through and he would have been through on goal, but but he was he was looking down at the ball already ready to beat a man. And he ran himself so far in the corner that then he sort of you know what I mean, he's run himself away from goal. So I think that yeah. sometimes is just trying to change your game up a bit. Because when, when you are going to play against top left backs, if you keep in doing the same thing, like beat a man beat, like on the outside, they'll eventually cut you out. Um and that's pretty much the only thing. Like other than that, he's outstanding. Like he's, he's his tackling is brilliant because he's got long dangly legs. He's fit. Like he's still got the same amount of energy in minute eighty than he does in minute one. He still gets that ball and drives. And it's not just attacking energy. He's not one of these players that bursts into life and finds all this energy when we're, when we're on the attack. It's it's when we're up up against it as well. He's tenacious. Yeah, he, yeah, he don't stop. Yeah, he, he he just you don't he, you don't really ever hear him moan. And if it do, if you do, he's quite quiet, which is good. Like, have a, everyone can moan. Like, have a little moan yourself. Have a little mumble, blah blah blah. But you don't ever hear him moan. And you might hear him like for a for a tantrum, don't get the ball, but he moves on to the next phase. Bang! Like, yeah, yeah, he's top player. Yeah, it's a shame he's out, he's out for a few weeks now. But yeah, really? yeah, we could we could do with him getting fit ASAP. I think it's his hip. He says hip or his glutes. He's, yeah. He's seen- the top of his, up under his bum, I think. Yeah. Two more so players. Who's on, on your other wing then, Shark? Uh, Trimble. Just because there's no one else to pick. <laughs> wow. Oh, 
I, I mean, I was kind of wondering, I think, is he going to go Tom or is he going to pick himself on the wing? You've left yourself out. Well, I, I, I'm leaving myself out because it's my 11, isn't it? Like, I don't, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking it without me. Trip, trip. You could go Jack Millard, but I haven't seen enough. I, again, I wasn't really in the first team last year, so I didn't really see a lot of him. And, and when I have seen Jack, he's not performed massively well. Scored a scorcher against, I think the, the game he got injured, scored a worldie of a volley. But for me, I, I'm, I'm, he's got great feet, but Millard, you wouldn't expect him to be a player that would be getting the ball 50 yards from goal and running in 50 yards of space. He hasn't quite got that pace the same as Tom. But in tight areas, Jack Millard's really good. He gets that ball in the little pockets. And he's got four or five players. Like players are different. You get players that are, work better in tighter spaces and you get players that work better with bigger spaces. Um, Tom, when I first joined, I think was 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 really high in confidence. I love the way he, he, he dummies. Like, I remember it was that game against Stoke Gifford. He played on the right, naturally coming on his left, got a hell of a left foot on him. He would do like little dummies here and there, little little fades where balls come and he'd just fade it with his shoulder, let it go across him. I think that was a thing. I was like, that's the, yeah, that's a thing he does all the time. You could tell because he did it like three times in a game, let it run across yeah. him for another player to run onto. I think this season with his injury, he, he's scoring, like the moment he's scoring, but haven't seen that directness from him. And I think that might yeah. be a confident issue, confidence issue, or he's thinking about his ankle. Like he's 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 been a bit bit more defensive this year, or or since you've come back and he's come back, he's been a bit more of a defensive winger. Like yeah. like, like Saturday, there's a few times he got the ball, and he could have ran in it his right back. He had loads of space, but he automatically, I don't even think I think he'd done a first time diag, and I thought to myself, like, is he doing that because he doesn't believe he could beat his right back? If you know what I mean? Like deep down, because we've all been there when you're low on confidence. Sometimes you question yourself if you can do it. Oh, is it my ankle? Is it because I'm fully fit? A fully fit Tom Trimble, you know, if you're getting that ball back, run, run straight past him, goals, he's going to get your goals. So you're obviously going to pick him. And that's why he's there. Like, he scores so, like the weekend, he scored two, didn't he? Oh, no, no, he scored one. No, just the one. Yeah. The one, but then the week before, he scored two. Is it two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, 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 he scores, he scores goals. Um, I, think I, think Saturday, scored, I think he's scored in every game he's played. For us, so he he didn't play in the Eastern Cowboys game. Then he scored two against Parsons Street in the big win. He scored the penalty in the five-one loss against Avonmouth. He scored in the four-one win against Mangotsfield. He didn't play against Spartak, and then he scored again on the weekend for Lawrence Weston. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, and I think like if you have a full squad, you've got a good headache because it's the same. Like, do you go Tom on the left or do you go me on the left? Like yeah. you're, it's such a good headache because we, me and Tom, offer different stuff. Me personally, I'm going to put a ball in from from deep and being a player and putting a ball in a fifty pence piece would probably be. I'm probably I personally believe I'm going to do a better job than Tom. However, Tom's going to score more goals than me. Like yeah. he's got he's got a better finish than me. He's got like I think he scored what twenty odd last year, twenty odd the year before. I think I've only ever hit twenty once, <laughs> like in yeah. a season. That was my best season. I think I I've got like. 15 assists and 20 goals. And that was like four years ago. I was on my absolute peak. Um, and that's it. I'm all about assists. That's all I've ever been. So you got a good headache because Tom, how do you drop him? But then also on the other hand, if he, I feel like he needs to get that confidence again back 
to be able to just I don't know if it's just sharpness or something just where he can he's he's again he's that one step ahead where like he does these little fake part like fake dummies that he did when I first joined and because he his, his confidence was so good when he first joined whereas the last couple of weeks in terms of beating players he hasn't but it's finishing it's always there it's always going to be there I think he's very much on the comeback trail Tom uh, Tom and and that's yeah that's the in, that's the injury and confidence. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Because he is, he is still nursing the ankle. It, it still isn't right, and it's not just the ankle. You know, when you're coming back from the ankle injury, it's fitness in general, where where you've not been not been running on it. But also, I'd say it's confidence as well because that Mangotsfield game rings a bell when we won four one. It was the first sort of half hour, forty minutes, and there was he had a few chances that that just that fell to him on the edge of the box or just inside the box, and the Tom I know. He's putting his foot through first time and burying it in the corner. When it where that game, he, he took a touch and then but have a little think about it, take another touch. Didn't didn't lose the ball, but like I say, that the Tom that I know is just putting it past the keeper before he even knows what's happened. But yeah, yeah, he'll it, get there. He'll you know it's it, as he gets fitter and it was, in, it was like Saturday against Saturday. This Saturday just gone. There was a position when Jordan had the ball in the corner and there was no one in the box. Tom was sort of like lingering out the back, and I shouted, "Tom, get in the box!" And 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 straight away he was like, "Oh, there's no point. It's not going to come in here." But you need to be in those zones, like, like the, that. That that's what I mean. Like confidence, Tom would be going, "I'm getting myself in there, and I'm getting a goal." Whereas, like, do, do you know what I mean? Like that that mindset is, oh, "I probably won't come in." But at the end of the day, if I'm in Jordan Evans' position, if the only thing I'm thinking, if I'm in that corner, is getting half a yard, and I'm putting swing, in, putting an in swing with pace, so I need someone in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the week before Spartak, where there was a few top. Actually, no, I mean this, this Saturday. Sometimes Tom would beat a player, then he would cut back, and then he would try and beat him again, but then cut back again. That's a massive sign again. I feel of of confidence. You know, naturally, if you're confident, you you don't need to cut back three times to do it. You're just going to do it the first time and whip the ball in. Um, yeah. yeah, Tom Trimble for me, like an informed Tom Trimble. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like the other thing as well with, with Tom again on Saturday, I think I said it to him earlier when we were using on the voices, when he does get tackled, just needs to clean his mouth. Not not let it bother him, actually take it as a compliment. Think of it like Eden Hazard used to get abused on the wings all the time, get kicked, get pushed, get bullied, but actually he was the one bullying them because he yeah. was it's a compliment. When you think about it, if you're getting kicked all the time, take it as a compliment. He's clever because Tom does his thing where he does like he puts his bum out and then they push him over. Yeah. And then I think sometimes he then speaks like shouts to the ref when actually all he just needs to do is just don't say anything. Just let it go. I'll tell you what I what I'd like to see from Tom, because it's it's crept into his game in, in recent in the recent seasons, and that's doing silly late fouls and picking up silly bookings. Because what I, I think what, what happened on the weekend. It was it wasn't you know it wasn't the best game of football, but it was a game of football. And then do you remember it, it was around the sort of half hour mark? He's put in a put in a late tackle, and it, yeah, and it was it, pretty late. Yeah, yeah. For me, and I think I think he said, "Oh no, I've got the ball going for the ball," which is sort of yeah. is, but it was really late. <laughs> but yeah, he, he knew he, he knew what he was doing, and and it and it turned it turned the game. It, it seemed to spark them into life physically and and aggression wise, and from that moment on. You know, we weren't at it. I, I think we play our best football when it's a game of football, not a, you know, not a who can out thug each other. And I think 
Yeah, it's something I'd like to see from Tom. Is it's just just cutting out that little that little nasty. Because the thing is, when you're when you're a winger, especially if you're if you're constantly gonna speak to the ref like and shout at him and swear at him, he's not gonna help you out. Like yeah. Like yeah. you, you think because you know you're going to keep getting kicked, and so if you're keeping quiet and then their players mouthing off at you, he's more likely to keep giving you free kicks or being on your side because you're not moaning, you're not letting it get to you, and you just focus. Like you see me sometimes, like where I'll get the ball and I'll run through defence, and I know I'm going to win a free kick because I know you wait. I wait for their trigger. I get on my left and I do a dive. I do it all the time, and I win a free kick thirty yards from goal. I just laugh because. Then I know I'm getting in the opposition's head. If I turn around and go like, like go mental, no, it doesn't really get you anywhere. Let the rest made the decision. If he's going to give me yellow, he's going to give me yellow. Like, yeah. Obviously, if it's two footed, fair enough. Like, start going in. But these little pushes or the little late ones, just take it as a compliment. Like, yeah, yeah. So who's your striker then, Sharks? Uh, it's it's annoying. Because I have to say Jordan Evans, but um, I think he frustrates you as much as he does me, doesn't he? With his, it's actually hard because Khan, no, not Khan. Um, who's the guy that played up front last season? The left, him. I him. said his name, Kim. Him, I yeah. liked, I liked Kim. I liked his link-up play. Really good little player. Yeah, um, I liked Kim. Oli Atwood, Oli Atwood again. Like reminds me a bit. I played pre-season on the right. I think it was a game on the right. Tom, Tom was left. Or he might have been left back. I can't remember. And we had Ollie Atwood at the back front. And I kept playing. What I love about Ollie is when I'm like, if I ever do cut in and I'm and I'm running it like I'm like, like let's say like Hazard used to do all the time, cut in and they run directly at the in the box, but from an angle, you could play off of him. So he would show himself. He wouldn't come towards you. He would just literally make himself big and you could pass it into him. Follow your run. You don't even have to change the direction. You can run straight past him and all he is there for is a brick wall and then you can play off of him so it bounces off of him. So you can literally play it through little gaps. Keep running straight. He then lays it off. Shields the guy off and then you'll run run through these little channels that, and it's created like just like this tiny little gap from just him. I love, love Ollie Atwood because of that. Like you can play off him. I think Tom said the same thing. We had a discussion about it. And Tom said the same thing. Link up play with Ollie is really good because he's just a simple striker. Or he's unselfish. Bang, he's yeah. big, laser off, but his finishing can improve and his availability is just never available. Yeah. Um when so he's then, on the pitch though, his mentality is it's all about the team, isn't it? He he doesn't want the glory. He it's, he's he's like a striker that almost he, he scores goals. He he does score goals. But it, it, that it's it's almost like that's not his main aim. You find a lot of strikers have that selfish streak, don't they? They they. He reminds them. me like Giroud. He reminds me a lot of Oliver yeah. Giroud. Ollie, yeah. that would. It's more name. about what he can do to make his teammates around him better and and allow them to shine. That's what I like about Ollie. Yeah, no, this, I I agree. And he reminds me a lot when I was at Exmouth. I gelled with a guy called Shafley. Me and him gelled more than any other player. Um, again, we started in reserves, worked our way up. He had already played quite hard, but he was in his thirties. But he's exactly the same. Like we play direct, use my pace, use his head and strength, and we just play off of him every time. It'd be a diag, flick over the top, in behind, or I'll get the ball, dribble through players, and I knew, like I just, I knew the first person, I knew where he'd be. I didn't even have, have to look up at times. I'd just hear his voice. He knew exactly what pass I'd do, 
and you knew what you were getting back, and you know this is exactly the same with Ollie Atwood. You know what you're going to get from him. Like you know, if you yeah. pass him that ball and you ask for it back, he's going to go for a one-two. Whereas sometimes Jordan, he likes to come short, but he does it at the wrong. He comes short when he needs to be the one spreading the defenders, and then he spreads the defenders when he needs to come short. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like Saturday, for example, we've done a really good phase of play. I think Jacob had the ball. He looked up. We were quite deep, so we needed Jordan to come come in and just bring the line in and sort of break the lines. Jacob's pinged the balls, broke the lines. Jordan shielded off, laid it off to Nathan Price. Pricey first times hit it into Tom Trimble. Tom Trimble, I've then obviously done my third man run from deep. Trimble's then first time into me, and then I played a through ball, and it was sort of like, I don't know if you remember, it was a couple of metres off of Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Like that is a, like a perfect example of like when George should come short. But then, uh, like I said, there was a point on Saturday when, you know, I think Pricey had it where he was running at the defenders. You're a 4 3 3 situation. You need George doing a, you know, curve and a run, taking a centre back with him, just so then it creates a, either a space for Nathan or myself to play that through ball or play that wide or actually run straight through the middle. But instead, sometimes George comes short, which then is bringing the centre half with him. And you, it, it, then it makes Pricey or myself run into traffic. So that's 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 where Jordan can improve. And obviously, Jordan's mouth is very that's <laughs> what lets him down. But absolutely. But in terms of goal scoring, he, he scored some lovely strikers finishes. He's one of the best. Back. He's one of the best in the league. Like I, I obviously I've played centre half, and I, I wasn't really massively that impressed with built-in striker. I, I felt like I, I kept him quiet. Avon Mount striker was hard to mark. That tall guy, but that was because he comes short every time. So then you're questioning, do I go with him? If I go with him, it creates a huge space in behind. And then obviously Avon Mount for that good, that that's, that he knew that his wingers were running behind. So with Jordan, if I'm a centre-half, in terms of goals, if I gave, gave him 10, 20 yards of space, I feel Jordan is better when he has to rush. If he has too much time, yeah, agree. You, yeah, but if he if he's got these like tight areas where he needs to have a touch and quick shot, like finesse shot into a corner, he's brilliant in it. Um, and that and that shows in the in the sense that he's you, uh, you know he scored left foots, right foots, headers since he'd been back. It shows that when he just goes on instinct, that's that's when the goal comes. And he's both. And the thing is, he's left footed, but his right foot's really good as well. But I yeah. haven't got a right foot to save my life. I don't think Tom has either. Like, and that's what like like that cross for Jack on the weekend from Jordan was exceptional. Oh, it was so good. He, he kept it in, and and what I like about Jordan is he just he reminds me like Vardy, but with not as much pace. But like he's aggressive and he presses high. But again, it's just that the one thing that lets him down is just his is is that passion. He's so passionate, Jordan. But again, he can never control it. It, it yeah. takes it takes over. It's like it's like there's a monkey in his brain going like passion, 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 and it's like bang anger. And it's just being able to control that passion with his feet. You know what I mean? Use yeah. that passion and anger with your feet, not with your mouth, and you'll get like ten times results. Um, so yeah, Jordan Evans like all day. Like if he can improve his mouth, he, he, he scores so many goals. Um, but as a centre half. I would hate to play against him, but also if, if I was to get in his head easily, I'd love it. But when he's on his day, I'd hate to play against him because you just know, you know, if you're like, you've got Carl Miller beating your left back and I'm a left centre half and I'm getting in my position early, 
I'm thinking in my head, where, where's Jordan Evans? Yeah. You know, it's, if I've given him five yards of space, he's, he's, he's going to score it. So, yeah. I'll tell you what, just going back, you mentioned Khan, just, just going back to Khan as well, what he showed me uh, since coming back at Christmas, it, he's got this really good knack of getting on the end of things in the box, just that uh, attacking instinct of being in the right place at the, at the right time. He's, that, he's had a couple of really nice far post finishes. One uh, might have been both from your crosses, actually. But, um, yeah, that's 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 a hell of a front three, Can Tom and George. Before before we run through the eleven, have you got a, a few that have missed out narrowly to go on the bench? I know you've said about Matt missed out to Steph and Dibble to Lewis. So I take it they'd be on your bench. Yeah. Um who's the guy? Who's the guy that played in the second team with the glasses? Tremlett. No, yes, it's Tremlett. Yeah, Mikey Mikey Tremlett, left back. Yeah, Tremlett. for some for some reason, I I liked him. No idea. I, I, no idea why. I just, I just, I, I liked him. Um, I liked he, Yeah, just uh, again when I played with him, I, I thought he was alright, and he fell over a rope twice yeah. <laughs> on the sidelines. <laughs> um, but in terms of like when I'm in training, there's some players like I know he's left now, but Josh Watt. I like, I liked Josh Watt because he always used to come up to me and ask questions, like, "Oh, how do I play? What can I do better?" I like Crummins. Um, again, there'd be certain games I've like played Crummins because he's he, he offers that energy, but he's always looking to learn. Like, there's been times where he's asking questions, or if I sat there and spoke to him and said, like, mate, I need you five yards here, you've been doing this. He goes, Oh, okay, no worries. And you see, he tries to improve with it, doesn't react, no reaction, nice positive attitude. Obviously, Millard again's not far, but I haven't really seen enough. I think the, the, the problem when I have played against Millard, the only times I have seen him is he's. Again, he's like George. If, if something's not going his way, it, anger takes over or the mouth takes over, and, yeah. and that's quite that's quite and that's the thing that's thing that's really let, let that sometimes lets us down is, is the main people that do have the mouth are all up front. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whilst, whilst you're having that moment, whilst you're having that angry, frustrated moment, you're at the game. Yeah, Jack, yeah, Jack yeah. And George are, are both victims of that. They when when they when they lose their head, they you're with ten men or nine men if they're both lose it at the same time because they are they're firmly yeah. out of the game and and the thing is is when you're if you if you have like one striker moaning maybe one defender moaning one midfielder moaning it's, it's a bit different but when you let's say like last Saturday Tom was frustrated Jordan was frustrated Jack was frustrated all three of them were, 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 were obviously like angry and that's hard when you're you know like even for me for everyone when you're chasing your own shadows I mean, that's literally what we were doing at times it's hard because they're like you're saying, they're not in the game, they're not fully focused. You know, you need you need those players to be when you know when we need them to hold that ball up, really need them rather than when you're angry or you're moaning, it, it, you're not fully in the game. So then they're therefore when we need you, you're not there. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, like there, I think there was a game first game of the season, Jack, uh yeah, it was the first game of the season. I think he was talking to the ref. Ref said, like, you know, and, and I said to him, you know, shut up, get back in your position. And he was still shouting at the ref, still shouting him. Ref's already blown the whistle to carry on playing. Jack's still going going at it at the ref. Their right-back's got the ball, pinged a 30-yard ball over the top, and they've scored from it. And obviously, I've shouted at Jack. Gone. And and again, he's just, he's just gone. He's, he, his head's gone. And I'm like, you from your mouth, like, their right-back's just got the ball and brought it 30 yards. If you just let that go... You would have closed him down. So, like, that's probably why, again, like Trimble 
Jack Henderson's done enough for me to sort of pick him because I haven't seen enough from him. And he's, yeah. he's not fit. He's not fully fit yet. So hopefully. But then there's been training sessions. I've seen Jack and some of his footwork. I'm like, yeah, decent. Really, really good. But again, you just got to see it. I haven't seen enough of it. Yeah. He hasn't been fit. So we'll recap for your, for your starting 11. Caden in goal. He, he is fantastic. We, 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 he, he just looks like he's missing that little bit of confidence at the moment, doesn't he? But he, he's a he's probably the best keeper me and Ron have, have worked with. And it's, it's still such early days. But yeah, I, I go off on a tangent. Caden in goal. Callum left back. Cal Rogers. Nath Sussex right back. Hayden Lee and Big Stefan Spell at centre-back. Midfield free. Connor Collins, Lewis Berry, and Alex Fatio. Sorry, right wing... <laughs> <laughs> right wing, Can Miller. Left wing, Tom Trimble. Up front, Jordan Evans. Hell of a team, that. Hell of a team. So before we um before we wrap up, then Sharky, I, I know you've only been here just over uh, just over a year. Was it coming out to a year and a half, something like that? Yeah, yeah, so a year in, and a half. In, in the short, in you know, in the short time that you've been at Wessex, what 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 does the club mean to you? And what you know, what you know, when you look back on your playing days, when you're when you're fifty with grandkids, and you think about the Wessex days, what what are you going to think about? The one thing I really, the one thing I really love about Wessex is the togetherness. Just more like even when we were going through such a bad first half of the season, people were still having a laugh, still yeah. in the bar, you know, you get on with it, friendships. Like, you know, it's really, like, love it. And, like, Lynn, she's an amazing woman. She's really kind. She's kind-hearted. So, like, when you see her, sometimes when you lose games and you see how positive she still is, it's just, like, sort of, like, heart-melting at times. But what I like about this is a different to what I... When I was playing before, at Exmouth, it's, it's intense. Like, you, you know, you're going... We, you, you're travelling an hour, two hours to games. Sometimes you sit on the bench, you don't even play... And you're, I'm fighting for positions all the time. And, and I think I've got to, you know, when someone takes over your mindset so much that it affects you, I think that's yeah. what happened. Whereas now, I just I enjoy being able to sort of help people get better. And and I think that's what it means to me. It's just, it's a new experience. Wessex means so much now because it's given me something different to actually give out i'm actually able to give my experience to some some people or some people like jord like he always asks me questions as much as he's really aggressive he also like asks questions and goes like yeah okay blah blah, blah. like people listen and actually it's quite nice because it brings back my coaching days when i was a coach with kids and i really enjoyed it i love doing it i wish and i wish i'd sort of you know if i wasn't doing music now i, I would still be doing it. i'd definitely be going up and trying to get my proper high coaching badges but um, so being able to actually allow me to coach, be able like Tom and allow me to coach and give me the captain armband. Obviously, again, I haven't been captain for obviously since school, so like it's been a bit of a new experience. But I'm really enjoying it because yeah, it's just mature. It's it's it's, it's weird. It just matures you up. Like you realise when I first started as captain, I was probably a bit too aggressive to some of the players, and I'm naturally learning that. Like I, you probably, I, I don't know if Tom will agree. He's obviously not in the chat, but first few games I was probably a little bit too intense that's because like you know when you're given that role you're like okay <laughs> I've got a set example here but then obviously you need to adapt to what players react to what um yeah yeah so like yeah like now it means so much because now I've been given that role it's it's making me change the way I am as a person 
Um, but yeah, I, I just love the solidarity of Wessex. It's so much different to most clubs. You've got the third the Colts reserves, first team. They're all on the team night outs. You got, you know, obviously like this podcast. Like you got the group chats. Everyone's together. Like Coops comes and watches the first team game. People go and watch reserves. It's such a like it's such a one club. That's yeah. what I love about it, and that's why. You know, like 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 Jade, like Jade sometimes as a bit like you spend half your time on the Wessex chat. Blah, blah, blah. Like you're always on your phone, but it's just as soon as you see it go up, I just love seeing the chat. Just how t- together everyone is. So yeah, <laughs> something I if I ever see kids, if I ever have a kid, sorry, um, and you're saying I'm 50 years old and I'm ever looking at my kid and they've been, you know, they're 18 years old and they're at a team and it offered and it was, and it reminds me of something like Wessex. I would sit there and go go and join them if you wanna be part of like a big sort of how do you call it um you know when you've got like a neighborhood that are all together all family yeah yeah like that community really. yeah community yeah if you you know it's what i like about it and i like what tom's doing now with the with the with the, with the kids it, it sets a really good example from lower it up and it sets foundations it's really 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 inspiring yeah brilliant well yeah thanks sharky i've i've uh i've enjoyed having that that football chat with you um. Yeah, for for me, keep you know you you're you're been a great captain for me so far. Six assists in six games as well. So keep up the good work. Is that why it's gone now? Is it? Yeah, you've got the let's have a, just let me just check my stats. I was so top, I, wasn't I? I think you're. I think Fatia might be top now, but yeah. So in 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 five games, you've got two goals, both pennies. Uh, and six assists. So, to be honest, if you in terms of the shots in those games, I've only had probably three or four shots. Think mm. about it. That one on the weekend. I, I, that's the thing. I, I don't really have that many shots. It's weird, but in terms of assists, like that's my bread and butter. That's what I've yeah. when I play on the wing. That's what I've always done. Really, it's just. Sometimes I'm a bit too unselfish. <laughs> I always look for a square pass rather than shoot. Well, someone's obviously getting on the end of them, so that's <laughs> what I've seen. But yeah, thanks again, Sharky. And um, yeah, once again, thanks to Continuum, our sponsors, for all the financial support. And um, yeah, listeners, keep keep listening, keep subscribing, and we'll speak to you soon. Up the Wessex. Cheers, mate.